What's up, Daw Nation? My name is Wyatt Troy, and I want to welcome you to the Monday episode of Behind the Daw. And on the Monday episodes, basically over the course of a month in my free time, I read a book that I feel has potential to help you on your music journey. And then every week I dissect what I read, find the things, the little nuggets of glory inside of there that I feel like could really, really help you on your music journey. I come back over to here, I record this, and I show you how to implement those little nuggets of glory, those little nuggets of wisdom, so to say. So with this being the first week in October, we are starting a brand new book. It is called Super Fans by Pat Flynn. And this book, oh my gosh, guys, this is incredible. The the mindset to have with super fans and setting the ground to be able to get them is it's just incredible. So we're gonna get into that in just a minute. I just have a really quick word about the Daw Nation Weekly Citizen Award. If you don't know what that is, basically it's the award where every single week I, I keep my eyes peeled, I keep my ear to the ground. I'm looking for someone within Daw Nation that kind of goes above and beyond the call of duty. It's where they, you know, if they leave a really good comment on a video or maybe they send me a DM or leave a a review on on iTunes or something like that. They just do something really, really amazing. And then I pick a winner every single week and that winner gets one of two prizes. Number one, they either get a private lesson with me where we can talk about music production, sound design, uh, vocal processing, or we can talk about social media marketing. We can talk about your overall overall music strategy, finding your sound, all this kind of stuff. Or they have the opportunity to be able to come on an episode of In the Dog, Behind the Dog with me and be a co-host and you can interview like a huge producer or music industry expert, someone of that nature, right? So you get one of those two rewards. So I just want to say with the winner will be announced at the end of this episode. So make sure to stay all the way to the end to figure out who the winner is for this week. Okay. But let's go ahead and get right into the episode this week. It's not waste any more time. So this week, like I said, we are talking about super fans by Pat Flynn. Now, what is a super fan? Before I really define what a super fan is, don't worry, I will properly define what a super fan is. Very first off, I want to talk about one of the greatest lies that has ever been told in the music industry. And I actually haven't mentioned this on the podcast before, but right now, currently, literally right now, I am writing a book called The Greatest Lies in the Music Industry. It's not gonna come out until April, 2020, but I'm gonna take like a little excerpt from that book because it really, really applies to what we're gonna be talking about today. And it's really, really important to know because it's gonna take this huge weight off your shoulder, okay? So one of the greatest lies that has ever been told in the music industry is that you need big numbers to succeed, that the only way to succeed is to be famous. Okay, this this is asinine, and I'm actually gonna bring up really, really good statistics to back this up here in a second, okay? Really quick, I wanna ask you a question. Have you ever heard this quote or any variation of this quote, which basically says, in order to make it in the music industry, you really, you have to have a ton of numbers. You have to have a ton of followers. You have to have a ton of monthly uh, Spotify listeners, bunch of followers on Instagram, bunch of comments on your video, so on and so forth. Have you ever heard that before? Because I have, I've heard it a ton. A bunch of people have told that to me. All of the big artists I've worked with have always said some variation of this. They say, basically, you have to have big numbers. Number one, in order to get signed to a record label. Number two, to be featured on like a YouTube promotional channel or a Spotify playlist or something of that nature. Uh, Number three, to get collabs with big people. And number four, to be booked for shows. And any variation of those things, a few other things that come up. But basically, you have to have like an enormous amount of numbers to be able to really move forward with the music career. So if that is true, which it's not, by the way, but if that is true, I have a counter question to that. Why is it? that in almost every other industry in the entire world, there are companies that can become wildly successful, in fact, even more successful than the giants inside of the music industry, and these companies have extremely small fan bases. Why is that? Why is this even a thing? 
In fact, here's some really good examples to back up my claims. Have you ever heard of a company by the name of Christensen Arms? It's an eight-figure per year business. That means it makes at least $10 million per year. They make guns out of graphite, and it's based out of this little small town in Utah. Have you ever heard of that before? Here's another one. Have you ever heard about Doggles? Doggles is a multi-million dollar per year company that makes goggles for dogs. Have you ever heard of that before? Here's another one. Laser Monks. It is a business where a bunch of dudes dress up like monks and bring you printer ink cartridges whenever your cartridge is running low. They made over two and a half million dollars in their first year of business. And here's another really great example, probably the biggest example and probably my favorite example is a company by the name of ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels is a online software where you can create a sales funnel very, very quickly, very, very easily. I, in fact, I use it all the time. All of the stuff that we have for the school base and all these other products I got going on right now is ran through ClickFunnels. In 2018 alone, they made over $360 million. It's a nine-figure business. So how is it that the music industry has told us that we need to be a household name, a name that is known the world over, in order to actually quote-unquote make it? In order to see and have massive success. Which, by the way, if you took all of the earnings from the top 17 highest paid DJs in the entire world and combine them all together, it still would be $2 million short of what ClickFunnels made last year alone. That means that you would have to take the yearly earnings from the Chainsmokers, Marshmallow, Calvin Harris, Steve Aoki, Diplo, Tiesto, Martin, Garrix, David Guetta, Zed, Armin Van Buren, Cascade, Skrillex, Alesso, Afrojack, DJ Snake, DJ Pauly D, Dimitri Vegas, and Like Mike, take all their yearly earnings, combine them all together, it would still be $2 million short of what ClickFunnels made in 2018. How is it that you can take the biggest names inside the music industry, combine them all together, and they still fall short of some little company that is based out of Boise, Idaho that lets you make sales funnels. And by the way, ClickFunnels has a ton of competition. It's like it's not like they're the only one in their space. There's a bunch of other people that are trying to do stuff inside that space as well. How is that even possible? This is just a pure testament that the music industry as a whole has no idea what they're doing. They think that they have to have this extremely huge quantity of fans in order to be successful, in order to make money, in order to you know really make an impact in, in the world, all that kind of stuff. When the fact of the matter is that's not even true. The music industry is very, 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 very bad at converting fans into super fans, which is we're gonna get into what a super fan is here in just one minute. The fact of the matter is, is that the music industry is the only industry in the entire world that I'm aware of that says that you need to have massive amounts of people in order to be successful. This is mind-blowing because this literally goes against business 101. You don't need a lot of people, you just need a small amount of the right people. I mean, if we were to make an analogy of what the music industry is saying as far as how many fans you need, it'd be the equivalent of this. It'd be the equivalent of you coming to the music industry and saying, hey, I want to build a 4,000 square foot home. And they look at you and you're like, that sounds fantastic. You're going to need 50,000 square feet to build on. It's like, whoa, wait, what? Why on earth would I need 50,000 square feet to build on? I mean, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 square feet, fine. That's, that, that makes sense. You know, you want a yard and stuff like that. But why 50,000 square feet? Why would we need more than 10 times the amount of square footage to build a 4,000 square foot home? It just doesn't make sense. If we came to the music industry right now and we said, hey, we want to make $10,000 per month. 
they would give you this huge number that you would have to meet for you to quote unquote realistically be able to make that money in the music industry, which is like absolutely asinine. It just blows my mind to no end. Okay, so here's a side tangent, which really is a side tangent because I'm already kind of on a side tangent. But basically, the music industry baffles me because it is split into two concepts, and the two concepts they are absolutely terrible at. The music industry is just like what it says it is. It is based on music and it is based on industry, right? Things that are musical and creative and things that are industrious. But the fact of the matter is, is that the music industry is kind of terrible on both ends. Because if you go and talk to record label holders, people that are sitting in like board meetings for like Capitol Records and things like that, they have no idea what is going on inside the music industry. They have no idea what is good or wrong or anything about that. They have no idea what the heck is going on. And on the flip side, they don't even know how to properly run the business. The music industry is kind of like the butt of the joke amongst all the under, other industries in the entire world. They are so far behind. That's why when there was the great collapse in like the early 2000s when like online downloading and like Napster and all that kind of stuff came out that like the music industry refused to move forward and tried to hold on to like selling CDs literally as long as possible. They just refused to move on where really they should have like been thinking about the next year. So that happens. Okay. Like how can we leverage this? Spotify should have been created like back in like 2002 or 2003, but they are so slow to adapt to it. Anyways, totally side tangent. That's, that's a conversation for another day. In fact, here, is a really, really good rule that I've personally come up with. I've seen with other companies I've tested with and people that are successful and all that kind of stuff, which I call the social currency formula. And the formula states this, if you take your most used social medias, you know, like most of the time it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and like Spotify or something like that. Sometimes it's Twitter or Snapchat, you know, it, it just depends on what is working for you right now. But if you take your most used, most popular social medias that you use, and you take all of the followers inside of there, and you add every single one of those followers up, and then divide that by the number of platforms that you have, and don't worry, I'm gonna run through an example here in a second, and whatever that number is, if you're not making that number per month, you are leaving an extremely huge amount of money on the table, and you're, and you're being forced into this mentality that you have to have a bunch of fans in order to be successful. So let me give you an example. Let's say that the main platforms that you have is Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify. As a combined total between all the followers and fans that you have on those platforms, your number is 20,000, right? You add, all, you add them all up, and the number is 20,000. You then divide that by four, because remember, you have four platforms. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify. You divide that by four, and what is the number? The number comes out to be 5,000. So basically the number for you is if you have 20,000 followers or across all those platforms, and if you are not making $5,000 per month, you are in the wrong mindset. You are in the mindset that the music industry has told you. You've not properly figured out how to monetize your audience and how to actually leverage all the tools that are out there to be able to let you do that. And what we're gonna be getting into in a minute, you are not leveraging the super fans that you have. So as a fun little like side homework, I want you to do that. I want you to add up all of the numbers that you have with the biggest platforms that you have and divide it by the number of platforms that you're using. And if you're not making that number per month, it is a surefire sign that you are suffering from this ideology that the music industry has put you in. Okay. Terrible, 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 terrible mindset. In fact, this is what blows me away. That is once you get outside of the music industry and you start looking at other industries, even like mom and pop shops, like on the, on main street in your local town, the local little diners and stuff like that, or these little niche, you know, like, uh, like 
companies inside of your state and all this kind of stuff, their numbers are probably wildly bigger than the number that comes out in their social currency formula. I mean, like double, triple, 10 times, 100 times bigger than what their number is in the social currency formula is because they actually know what they're doing as far as that. They actually have been taught what to do that because it's business 101 on how to grow those things, okay? And so that was the very first concept from uh, Superfans by Pat Flynn, which is this, is that you do not need a lot of people. You don't, you don't need a lot of people. You need to know how to leverage the people that you have, how to bring value to the people that you have, and how to create super fans out of the people that you already have. Chances are, you know, I guess to kind of wrap this up with a with a very good analogy, basically all of us, all of us music producers really, really struggle with is we feel like we have to have all of these plugins in order to make really good music. That's not the case. You know, it's not the fact of, oh my gosh, I'm not releasing on X label. Maybe I need to go buy another 12 or 15 plugins. That's not the case. You only need a couple of plugins that you know really, really, really well. You go through and figure out all the functions and all the possibilities and all that kind of stuff. You only need a couple of them with those. As long as you know how to leverage those things, man, you can keep crushing it. One of the worst kind of pitfalls that you can fall into is you buy a plugin, you learn like literally 3% of that plugin, then you go, you get really excited about another plugin, you go buy it, learn 3% of that plugin, oh, go, go, go grab another, and all of a sudden, you know, you barely know anything about these 300 plugins that you have. It's that kind of mentality. It's a terrible mentality to get into. You need to learn how to leverage the things that you already have. If you know how to do that, you can grow exponentially faster. And so that is wrapping up the first concept of this episode, which is, do you need a lot of fans? The answer is absolutely not. You do not need a lot of fans. It's one of the greatest lies that's ever been told inside the music industry. And so let's move on to this next topic because the next natural question that kind of comes up after this is, well, what the heck is a super fan? How do you define what a super fan is? So a super fan, there's two terms that kind of float around with this. There's super fans and there's true fans. Now these two terms are very synonymous. They're, they're for all intents and purposes, they're the exact same thing. But this concept of the super fan starts surfacing around like 2016, 2017 from a guy by the name of Kevin Kelly, which by the way, if you haven't seen a picture of him, it's actually worth going seeing because he has this completely majestic Abraham Lincoln chin strap beard thing going on. In fact, it's going to inspire me and probably by the next time you see me on an In the Daw episode, I'm probably going to have a chin strap because it just inspired me so much. But I digress. Let's go ahead and move back in. But he wrote this article called The Thousand True Fan Theory. Again, true fan and super fan, they're very synonymous. But basically what this said is this. So basically, I want you to picture a spectrum. This is the super fan spectrum at the at the very very top of the super fan i mean these are the people that will buy all of your songs even though you they can stream them they'll still buy all of your songs they'll come to all of your shows they'll travel 200 miles to come to a live show of you if you put out any merch they'll buy the merch if they they'll do anything to go and take a picture with you you know they're always on your live streams they're always you know seeing your instagram stories and tagging you in instagram stories and commenting on your stuff and like these are like the highest level of super fans and at the very very bottom of the spectrum right of the of the super fan, super fan spectrum. There's still super fans, but the very, very bottom of the spectrum is people, you know, there's a rough kind of definition, but it's people that will spend at least $100 per year on you. Okay. And so now with this theory that you only need 1000 super fans, if you have 1000 super fans and each one of them is paying you $1,000 per year, well, there's a six figure business. That's $100,000 per year. Now, of course, you know, that's before like splits and paying off bills and taxes and stuff like that. But still, even so, even if you're walking away with 60, 70, $75,000 per year, that's pretty freaking substantial. That's a really, 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 really good living. That's a really good living. That's like you could buy a really decent house in a very decent neighborhood, assuming you don't live in California. Sorry, Californians, but if your prices are going to be high, I'm going to poke fun at them. 
<laughs> okay, but anyways, so now that we have this definition of what a super fan is, right? It's someone that's going to come to your show. It's going to buy your stuff. It's going to, you know, listen to every single song that you have on there. They're going to they're going to be responsible for like at least like 2000 streams per month from your songs and stuff like that. Something like that, right? That that that's in the music industry, that's how we could define someone as a super fan. They sign up for your Patreon, they do all this kind of stuff, right? But I want to talk about some stories of actual super fans in other industries and how they can have a huge impact on your music career. The first story I have actually comes from the Superfans book, which comes from Pat Flynn. Okay, so Pat Flynn is the guy that, that, that wrote this book. And when he first started getting into internet marketing and all this kind of stuff and started, and started creating his own Superfans, his very first story of his, of his very first Superfan was this. He created, I think it was like, like, like a cheat sheet or like, like a, a free, or not a free course. He put this little course together, something of that nature, uh, or a little pamphlet or a little, I don't, I don't exactly remember what it was, but he put something together for people that how to take this architect exam, something like that. When you go into architecture and you have to, you know, pass this exam in order to actually be an architect, so on and so forth, right? He put together this little helpful like cheat sheet or course or something like that for that. And he literally made six figures in a year off of that, but he got an email from this girl and this girl was just like, oh my gosh, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I've actually literally suggested to my entire firm that they should go and buy this thing. In fact, I'm coming to California later this year. I would love to take you and your family out to dinner thank you so much your biggest fan and he's just like wait wait what like this is like one of the most obscure things ever right it's not you would not think about architecture as this thriving lucrative online business to be in but he was making six figures per year on this thing and he had a super fan because of what he did and he actually went back and looked at the data after this woman said that she got her entire firm on it and he could see it he'd actually track it that just from that firm alone in one year because of that woman he got an extra 25 sales from that firm and she kept requesting over the years and got way more than that over the years so just from one person just from one super fan it just it just spread like wildfire she just went and told everyone and they got super pumped because nothing Nothing quite sells you like when someone else sells you. And that is the power of a super fan, especially in this instance. In fact, did you know, if you're a Star Trek fan, did you know that the super fans were the ones that actually saved Star Trek? After its first season, it was going to get shut down. But the Trekkies all came together, formed this little alliance, and wrote the TV station and said, you absolutely cannot do that. They got like 46,000 uh, letters in the mail. And the super fans, those super fans were the ones that actually saved Star Trek. And it went on to have like, what is it, like a ridiculous amount of seasons and movies and all that kind of stuff. And it was because of the super fans that that was able to go on. And if you really want to check out a really great documentary, there's one on YouTube about superfans. You can literally just type in superfans documentary and it covers uh, five different people that are really, really big superfans. And here's actually, here's examples of what they are. So the first one is, it's this Raptors basketball superfan that he hasn't missed a game in over 20 years. The next one is a guy who's been playing the same Dungeons and Dragons game for 35 years. The next one is this man, this man from Latin America that was such a huge fan of Homer Simpson that he reached out. He reached out to the people who made The Simpsons and he became the Spanish voice actor for Homer Simpson. And then the last one is there is this doctor in India that is such a huge Charlie Chaplin fan that he actually literally prescribes his patients to watch Charlie Chaplin movies. And he's created like this huge mass movement in this little area that he's in that even every single year they have a huge Charlie Chaplin parade just because of it. They all come together 
together. They go to a Greek parade. They eat. They have fun. They watch movies. It's it's, at, it's like, wait, what? This is crazy. That's from all these things right here. Those are just from one super fan. And each one of these, each one of those people that I mentioned had huge effects on all of those businesses. I even have a really, really good story about me and my personal life with me being a super fan. So if you guys don't know by now, I am an absolutely huge super fan of Marvel. In fact, me and my entire family are, me and my wife are diehard Marvel fans. We actually literally counted down the days from when Avengers Infinity War came out to when Avengers Endgame came out. And when Avengers Endgame came out, I literally watched it three times within two weeks. That's how big of Marvel super fans that we really are. And I'm telling you right now, we've spent way more than $100 per year on Marvel related things. But if you're a big Marvel fan, and if you've been keeping up with it for the last couple months, there has been some like really quite horrific things that have been happening. Basically, there was this big deal between Sony and Marvel, where Spider-Man is technically owned by both, but kind of by neither. It's really, really awkward. They own the rights, but they kind of don't own the rights and whatever. And basically, they're going to rip out Tom Holland, who is Spider-Man, from the MCU, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. When I heard that news, I actually literally called my wife, and she was driving, and I was like, I, honey, I think you need to pull over for this. And she's like, wait, what? Does like someone die or something? Like, what is going on? And so that's when I told her, I was like, they're taking Tom Holland out of the MCU. And she's just like, she was almost in tears. She's like, no, they can't do that. Are you serious? Is this a real thing? You're joking. You have to be joking. And unfortunately, I was like, I'm not joking. This is the real thing. I can send you the video right now. I sent it to her. She's like, this is, I'm going to cry. This is like horrible, horrible, horrible news. How could they do this? A couple of you may know by now. It's It's been fixed now. It's really, really been fixed. But that's the story of superfans in and of itself. A lot of people say like, oh, you know, Sony and Marvel came together and they figured it out and they, you know, they figured out the financial stuff and whatever. And so now they're moving on and everything's all good. I personally think that's a bunch of crap. I personally think that there was this huge uproar from a bunch of super fans about it. And basically sony and disney are like well we we have to bring them back now we have to bring them back that's what i think happened of course they haven't said that but you know it's a personal it's a personal thing so donation I, I have a question for you what is something that you're a super fan of you know, a lot of you may say like, oh, I'm a really big super fan of Ableton. Oh, I'm a really big super fan of FL Studio or of Serum or of Contact, Alicia's Keys or or Phase Plan or of a certain artist. Like I know a lot of you are super fans of like Virtual Riot and Elenium. A lot of you are super fans of like Skrillex and Zed's Dead and people of this nature. Um, there's a lot of super fans of AU5, which is really, really awesome. You should be. In fact, I am a super fan of AU5. And so I want to know, I want you to comment below or send me a DM or something of that. You know, tag me in an Instagram story. What, are you, what is something that you are a super fan of? And why are you a super fan of that thing? I would love to hear about that. And really the weirder, the better. I mean, don't don't force it. But if, you have a, if you're a super fan of a really weird thing, I'm really, really stoked to hear about that. I'd really, really love to know know that so go ahead go ahead and comment below or or send me a dm or something of that nature because i'd really love to see you know what you are a super fan of so don nation in this week we've talked about how you don't need a bunch of fans and how you really just need super fans and then we have also talked about you know what exactly is a super fan so now the question is how do you get super fans? You know, like, how do you number one convert? You know, what's called cold track of traffic into hot traffic, which basically like how do you convert people that don't know about you, turn them into fans, and then turn those fans into super fans? So that's the big question, right? Well, that question is going to have to wait until next week. So go ahead, make sure to set a reminder on your phone that next week on Monday, on October fourteenth at eight a.m. Mountain Daylight Time, to check out the follow up episode to this. This is where I'm going to teach you how to actually convert a fan 
into a super fan. There's going to be a lot of information in that next episode, so make sure to check that out. But I, I know you're going to love it, but we're, you're going to have to wait till next week to check that out. All right, Doll Nation. So now that we got all that out of the way, we're wrapping up this episode for this week. Now it's time to name who wins the Dawn Nation Weekly Citizen Award. All right. And so, and the winner of the Dawn Nation Weekly Citizen Award goes to, I believe this is how you pronounce the name, Dazlan or Dazlun or Dazlin. I'm not entirely sure how it is. We've been in contact over Instagram DM. So don't worry. I'm going ahead. I'm going to go ahead and hit you up. But you are the winner for this week's Dawn Nation Weekly Citizen Award. And here's why. I got a tag on Instagram from Dazlin and it says, the second episode from Behind the Daw about the 10 X rule is wubtastic. Really shows you how to go forward from fears and how to use it towards whatever goals you have in life. Wyatt Troy not only puts this to music producers, but also you can put this in anything in life. This is a great way to wake up in the morning. Let's all take massive action in life. Thank you so much, Dazlin. Again, I'm going to go ahead and send you a DM after this, but you have won the Daw Nation Weekly Citizen Award. So now you either get a free private lesson with me. We can talk about music production or social media marketing, whatever you want, or you can come on an episode of In the Daw or Behind the Daw and be a co-host with me. So whatever you want, we'll talk about that off screen. Remember guys, you just got to do something to get my attention above the call of duty. You know, send a really, really awesome uh, uh, Instagram DM to me. Tag me in a story, comment on something, leave a review on iTunes, just something of that nature. Send me an email to really really, really get my eyes on you to know that you know, like you are doing something amazing for Donation and really helping us grow. So go ahead and do that. And again, if you win multiple Donation Weekly Citizen Awards, then you get to win the Donation Medal of Honor, which you know I announced at the end of the year. And if you win that, then you get all of the courses that we've released that year 100% for free. So make sure to go ahead and do that. And I will announce the next winner on the next episode. But there's just a few things I want to talk about before we wrap this episode up. Number one, last Friday, we put out the Flux Pavilion episode of Behind the Daw. And he gives some really, really amazing music career advice. So I'd highly encourage you to go check that out. This Friday, we're going to be putting out a new episode with Masa Man. He's going to be breaking down one of his songs. It's absolutely incredible. So make sure to come through and check that out. And then... My third announcement that I have is about the school base. Now, of course, I'm sure you know by now that we have a sound design course with 85. It's huge, gigantic. There's so much value in it. But enrollment is ending on October 31st, 2019. And, it, and we're, we're actually not quite sure how long it's going to be shut down. Maybe it's a month, maybe it's two months, maybe it's three months. We're actually not sure how long it's going to be closed down for. We're going to be updating new content. We're going to be uploading a bunch of new stuff. And the prices are going to go up when we, when we relaunch it. So if you want to join the school base, I would highly encourage you to do it now because if you wait, you're not be able to get in. And then when you are able to get in, the prices are going to go up. And then finally, this is something that I've, that I've talked about in the past, but it's actually coming to fruition now. We are currently creating this gigantic Ableton Live course. So if you've ever really wanted to learn about Ableton Live, or if you do know Ableton Live, but you want to know about every single thing inside of Ableton, like literally every knob, every button, every setting, every everything, me and my business partner by the name of Phil Harris, which by the way, if you don't know Phil Harris, you should go subscribe to him on YouTube right now. He has like 60,000 followers, teaches a lot about DJing and music production and stuff like that. He's absolutely incredible. We are going to be launching our huge Ableton course, which is going to be an ongoing filming course later this month. There's going to be a bunch of things that are going to be launched with that course. We're going to be updating content every single week. We're going to have we're going to have weekly Q&As that are live stream. There's going to be so much that's going to come with that Ableton course. So if you're interested in that, we actually don't have a sign up link right now. But if you want to be a beta tester, 
to the Ableton course, go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to hear back from you. I'm only taking five. The first five people that hit me up that say they want to test, go ahead, hit me up. We'll make you beta testers and go through, see what we can do to make it better, so on and so forth. But with all those things out of the way, Donation, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I really hope that these episodes are bringing value to you. I'm looking at the comments, I'm looking at the DMs, and everyone's just saying like how motivating it is to be able to like dispel all these myths, to be motivated to think about success and, and the music industry. And people have been saying it's extremely liberating. They're saying that they love it. It's been able to help them move forward with fears that they have and everything. So I'm just really, really excited to be doing this with you, Don Nation. So again, if you've really liked this episode, take a screenshot. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I am personally reaching back out to every single person on Instagram right now. And if you've reached out to me within the last couple of weeks, you know, I'll send you a voice message and inquire more about you. It's really, really cool. So I'd highly encourage you to do that. But Daw Nation, I hope you had a fantastic day and I can't wait to see you on the next episode of In The Daw, which again is going to be coming out this Friday with Mossa Man. With all that out of the way, Daw Nation, have a great day. And remember, and remember, Daw Nation, you have to spend time behind the Daw so that you can absolutely crush it when you go in the Daw.